was 1944. As in much of the United States, anxiety was high in the small town of Mattoon, Illinois, as World War II raged overseas. Word of a German prisoner of war who had escaped the prison camp located in Stark, New Hampshire, was sure to have put people on edge. Then, on August 31st, 1944, during the early hours of the morning, Urban Rafe suddenly woke from his slumber. There was a strange odor that permeated the bedroom he shared with his wife. Urban woke his wife, alerting her to the strange and peculiar smell. Mrs. Rafe suspected that the pilot light on their gas stove may have malfunctioned. When Mrs. Rafe attempted to leave the bed to check on the pilot light, she found that her legs would not move. By this time, Mr. Rafe was also unable to help his wife. He began to feel very weak, and a wave of nausea swept through his body. Later that morning in a neighboring house, a young mother was awakened by the coughs of her daughter. When she attempted to check on her daughter, she found that she too was paralyzed, unable to get out of her bed. Then, on the very next day, September 1st, 1944, around 11 p.m., Aline Kearney and her three-year-old daughter were preparing to go to bed when all of a sudden she noticed a sickly, sweet odor in her bedroom. Mrs. Kearney ignored the scent, thinking it came from the flowers outside her open bedroom window. All of the windows in the house had been left open due to the sweltering heat. As the smell started to grow stronger, Mrs. Kearney began to lose the feeling in her legs. Becoming frightened, she called for her sister, who was in another room of the house. Her sister came running to help, and she too noticed this strange, sickly sweet odor permeating the room. Extremely frightened, her sister then went next door to their neighbor, Mrs. Roberts, to call the police. During that time, Mr. Kearney, a taxi cab driver, came home after his shift around 12.30 a.m. When he arrived home, he spotted a prowler just outside the window. Hey! He described the prowler as tall, dressed in all-black clothing, and an odd, tight-fitting cap on his head. At that point, he began to chase the individual, although he wasn't able to catch him. The police arrived, and their investigation turned up nothing to indicate foul play. Mrs. Kearney's paralysis subsided after about 30 minutes. But her daughter, who was in the room with her, remained ill for the rest of the night. Although mostly recovered, the following day, Mrs. Kearney told the newspaper that her mouth and throat remained parched and that her lips burned from the unknown gas used by the mysterious prowler. 
Welcome back to your favorite podcast, That Would Be Rad, a podcast that majors in 80s and 90s nostalgia, comic culture, all things paranormal, and minors in retro video games, tabletop RPGs, mad gassers, pre-internet mysteries, and raising our kids to be half as cool as we were back in the 80s. I'm your host, Tyler Bentz, and this is your other host, Woody Brown. Hey, dude. Hey, man. Welcome back, dude. Glad that uh, you sound healthy, you sound strong, you sound... Ready to rock and roll. I am. I uh, I got hit with the COVID. It was pretty pretty tough. Uh, I had a rough week just in general. I started feeling better. I'm still tired, mm-hmm. kind of. But yeah, I started feeling a little better, and then I had to go get my tire changed because I ran over a nail <laughs> the previous week. Mm-hmm. And I went to go like pull down my wife's uh, like the back hatch of her Forerunner mm-hmm. and pulled something or tweaked something in my back. Uh, so it's it's been a pretty fun week. Yeah, it sounds like it, man. Yeah, but I'm so glad to be back. Yeah. And uh, thanks for all the well wishes, folks. Uh, we're back. All right, man. Mm-hmm. Look, this is one of those situations, man. I mean, our topic today, anyway, is something that, honestly, I'd never heard of before. We had kind of, in talking about different episodes that we wanted to do this year, mentioned this, and immediately I was like, oh, mm-hmm. man, this is so cool for so many different reasons. I mean, like, I think visually it just seems oh, yeah. like such a weird mystery, right? I mean, just like really strange. And the fact mm-hmm. that, I don't know, as we dig in further, there's just a bunch of weird stuff about it that, uh, I don't know, to me it's super intriguing. Yeah, there's definitely that that vibe of, I mean, even though this this particular sort of event or flap, if you will, uh, even though it took place in the 40s, it definitely reminds me of like 66 Adam West Batman mm, mm-hmm. weird villains, you know, yeah. like that weird cat burglar type character with a weird spray gun that shoots out gas. It, mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Actually, it kind of reminds me of uh, like the old golden age version of the Sandman character. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? Yeah. He has, he has like a gas mask and he has like a, a little gun that shoots out gas. Yeah, dude. You know what's weird? Doesn't this also reminds me now that I've kind of read more about the uh the assailant, we'll call him the the anesthetic prowler. Mm-hmm. Um it kind of reminds me of Dan's character because doesn't he have like doesn't oh, he have like yeah, some sort right. of like spell or something that's like hot who were we making fun of about hot gas or whatever? Um, I know I he has know. a million ball bearings. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Like you just heard in the intro, this was just the start of these occurrences that happened, you know, well, the ones that were reported happened in the span of about two weeks. Mm-hmm. And we're talking like, you know, over two dozens, like 25 different occurrences. And we'll talk about why they just kind of abruptly stopped in, in just a minute. But I kind of want to give some sort of context of where Mattoon is, mm-hmm. you know, this time uh, in history and that kind of thing. I mean... We've got to remember, you know, this is this is the height of the, of World War II. Yeah, in towns all across the United States, men were off at war, and mm-hmm. this is uh, was already a very very small town. We're talking like population between like somewhere fifteen to eighteen thousand at the yeah. time. Yeah, um, and well, just for and, some- well, and that's that's the that's not even counting all the in that number. The men were off at war. Right, so. exactly. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I can already tell you feel better because you chose to just interrupt me no matter what, <laughs> which is good news. But here's the thing about Mattoon. So just for some geographical sort of 
context. It is, well, I, I, I wrote this sentence down because I pulled it straight from Mattoon's current website, and I just thought it was hilarious. Mattoon, Illinois, famous for the Mattoon Lightworks and Bagel Fest Festivals, Lake Paradise what? and Lake Mattoon. So I don't know what the Bagel Fest is, but it sounds awesome. I mean, they didn't want to lead off with Mad Gasser? Well, yeah, I don't know why, you know? I mean, that's like Point Pleasant, like the Mothman. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could just, I mean, all kinds of kids just running around with little gas, yeah. little. Um, be awesome. So it's located in East Central Illinois. It's about three hours south of Chicago and literally almost exactly equidistant between St. Louis, Missouri and Indianapolis, Indiana. Hmm. No doubt that we, in our travels while on tour with our old band, Mm-hmm. I've probably passed through this town. Oh, yeah. It's super tiny still. Um, a lot of the, you know, roads and stuff, the houses, I mean, look like they're still from this era. Yeah. Late right. 40s, you know, little one-story houses. We even looked up, and we'll we'll put this on our Instagram, but we looked up what the street looks like today using, like, Google Maps and stuff of where this first occurrence happened on, you know, in late August of 1944. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, it doesn't look like much has changed on the, yeah. on that road. Yeah. So, like I said, and like you said, uh, a lot of men were gone at war. Towns and stuff were on edge a bit, you know, as we can all imagine. I mean, we all kind of experienced just in the last, we'll say, I don't know, man, gosh, 20 plus years, just things that we've, you know, all had to deal with as, you know, a country, whether it's war or like terrorist attacks and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, being on edge is never a fun uh, feeling, right? Mm-hmm. You know, in, in reading some of these accounts, like with the, the Kearneys, you know, she had her sister over there that night just because in some of my research, I found out that she had made like a large deposit that day. They they had to keep all of their windows open because it was so hot and mm-hmm. they didn't really have, you know, central air. Uh, the Kearneys didn't have central mm-hmm. air. And so she had her sister come over just for a little added you know, protection or sort of support, just being kind of scared to be there while her husband was um, being a, a cab driver late at night. Mm-hmm. Which, which, by the way, I think that's that's such a that's such an interesting part of the story. Is they're just hanging out, all the windows are up, and they're mm-hmm. just count, counting money. Yeah, flink, 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 and they're like, <laughs> okay, and that's one hundred. Thing, yeah. thing, thing. And also, like, could it be any more 1940s than this guy? I just imagine this guy. No idea what he looks like, mm-hmm. but just kind of like a hefty dude. He's a taxi cab driver. He's a little bit older, so he didn't go to war. And he's just kind of like got a cigar in his mouth. He pulls in. He's like, what's going on away? Mm. Who's this guy at my window? You That's know, him. of course, yeah. he's a Midwesterner and he probably didn't have that accent, but it's the only one <laughs> I know, folks. Okay, so give me some... It's better than Tyler's Australian accent. Anyhow. Way better. So that's a little bit of context of the area, what's going on at the time, and and all of that. But I think I think what would be fun is for us to kind of go through some of the other occurrences that happened literally days after that. Mm-hmm. Well, l- let me say first also that just conceptually the idea of like chemical weapons um, was really sort of still pretty new and kind of on the rise. So I think I think it's important to kind of preface with that, mm-hmm. saying that, you know, this was like a real sort of legitimate fear where, you know, you we had gone beyond, uh, you know, just guns and soldiers and stuff. And now it's like a little, it's a little more like, 
intense and a little more uh, calculated with like, you know, gas bombs and like that kind of thing. So I, I think the, you know, somewhat hysteria, uh, you know, it was warranted, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like, because of that sort of lack of knowledge right. and, you know, another kind of interesting fact is Mattoon sort of is one of those towns where it was sort of a, um, I don't know, like an intersection of multiple railways. Um, and so like a lot of folks at that time would use Mattoon as a mean, like as a, almost like instead of having to live in the big city, mm-hmm. it's, you know, cheaper to kind of live out in the burbs. And a lot of folks that lived in Mattoon would commute up to different chemical plants and industrial plants in the area. So mm-hmm. a lot of the folks that were still there were workers from all of these industrial plants. And mm-hmm. like I said, even if you go back and you look at the pictures today, it really does look like that type of town, you know, like a little yeah. town. Like if you could picture in your mind, if you were, you know, writing a movie, if you could picture in your mind a little place that that is just the perfect, like people get off the train and then they go into their little houses and it's just like 1940s America, that's this town. Yeah, There were some people in the area that were used to chemicals and and we'll talk about why that's somewhat important and once we start getting into like who was this person Mm -hmm. because i found some interesting stuff too and some cool ideas but should we dive into uh some of these other ones let's get into it okay after these messages we'll be right back i gotta take a break i wanna play in the rain and take a break setting up some free travel on United Airlines, plus $25,000. Look for the 7-Up Play All Day game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. America's future can be determined by our dreams and our visions. It was very For over 200 years, there have been reports of giant man-like creatures from another dimension, another world. I don't know. The most intriguing mystery on the North American continent. Hey, this is Bryce Johnson from the Bigfoot Collectors Club, and you're listening to Tyler and Woody on That Would Be Rad, because that is rad. So anyway, the very next day, the local newspaper, the Mattoon Journal Gazette, immediately ran this story. And this is just, this is amazing. This will give you just a sense of the time. So the big headline of this page says, Yinks in Germany by night. And then it just says, underneath that, in quotes, anesthetic prowler on loose. Mm. And so it's just like, news about the war also. There's mm-hmm. an anesthetic prowler. And some of the other names that this guy or gal uh, was known by. I love the uh, the phantom anesthetist. Yeah, exactly. That's anesthetic so cool. prowler, the phantom anesthetist. Weird word. Yeah. 
It is. Were just some of the uh, names that were used when referring to this. Mm -hmm. You know, again, there was such a lack of evidence, essentially. When the police got there, there wasn't really much, you know, obviously they they didn't find a prowler. They didn't catch anybody, even though Mr. Kearney kind of tried to chase down the guy. Again, this poor guy probably wasn't the the healthiest Mm -hmm. guy. And so, you know... It was probably pretty easy to get away from him, but there wasn't anything else, you know. That's almost like part of the genius, if you will, of this being your sort of mode, if you're a criminal, a bad guy, whatever your motive is, to gas a house, knock these people out. Like, the gas is going to leave at some point. There's not going to be a whole lot of evidence, right? But this person fled, and there wasn't anything. There's no signs of attempted force entry, Nothing like that. Well, I did find where, which I don't know if there's any correlation between this, but I did find several, I mean, it's really sort of vague. I mean, you know, kind of an older story back in the 40s, but there there were like several of the incidents, they would find like little tears in their screens and their windows and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't really account as like forced entry, but, you know. No, there's some, yeah, dude, hold on. There was no real physical evidence for these first couple, but as oh, the right, days right, right, yeah. progressed that week, that man, there's some really weird ones. So like on the 5th of September in 1944, just a few days after this newspaper report, a uh, Mr. and Mrs. Cords came back to their house around 10 p.m. and they discovered this small white cloth on their porch next to the screen door. When they picked it up and smelled it, the wife did. The wife picked it up and was like, I wonder what this is, and just, like, smelled it, which I got to say, it's not really my first instinct, right? It's not like the, if I find something weird on the ground, I'm like, hmm, yeah, wonder I what it smells t- like. Uh, well, unless unless she kind of, like, faintly already smelled something, you know what I mean? Like, as she was picking Maybe. it up or something, yeah. I don't know. I kind of thought the same, though, too. Yeah. But instantly, she becomes, like, violently ill. Her face swells up. Uh, Her husband said that, like, immediately he could just tell her face just was swollen. She complained of, like, having this, like, burning sensation in her mouth and throat. And again, she started to vomit. Kind of the same sort of symptoms that the other victims had, where she had weakness and paralysis in her legs Uh, after that. Authorities apparently later analyzed the cloth but didn't find any chemicals that would have caused Mrs. Cord's symptoms. Now, I know, I'm just saying, I don't think the technology that existed at the time for like a local police department to investigate, Mm -hmm. you know, they didn't have a chemical lab, you know, they didn't have the SVU or whatever. Well, and also as we, as we'll see sort of, (laughs) I don't know how to nicely say this, but like, as we'll see sort of the the lack of interest in, like, the police department, it's not too ho- yeah. far off to see that, like, they're just like, yeah, we found nothing. There's Whatever. some stuff missed. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely some mm-hmm. evidence missed here. They're probably just like, oh, man, these, these ladies just won't. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to listen mm-hmm. to the Dodgers or whatever. So same night, another incident was reported, but this time a Mrs. Leonard Burrell... You know, hmm. Leonard, Mrs. Leonard. Well, maybe they're just using her husband's name. Mrs. Oh, Leonard right. Burrell. Maybe. Anyway, according to Mrs. Burrell, someone actually broke in through her bedroom window and attempted to gas her. Mm. Then, on September 6th, my birthday, but far, far sooner than I was born, 
Seven more attacks were reported, including one sighting of of this uh, prowler. Of course, all this public concern just increased, increased, increased. Multiple, just so many calls into the into the police office. Finally, the FBI was called in uh, to assist with the investigation. Now, if you haven't seen the show Supernatural, my wife really liked that show, and so I started watching it. And immediately, whenever I read about the FBI being called in to investigate like something weird like this, I thought of you know obviously the X Files, but also like. Sam and Dean from the uh, from the show Supernatural because they always pose as FBI agents, you know, and, and the the cops are always like, man, weird. The FBI are super interested in gin, some yeah, some lady being yeah. gassed, huh? You know, I mean, just weird. You know, I've only like seen that, one episode. It's awesome, man. I mean, it's kind of cheesy and stuff, but it is kind of cool. Like some of the subject matters, you know, mm-hmm. right up our alley. So just like taken from a page of an '80s um, movie script, all the town super kind of had enough, right? So they're like, you know what? We're going to take matters into our own hands. Yeah. And just like the last Halloween movie, they decided to get together and hunt this sucker down. Ooh, good call, yeah. Exactly like that. <clears throat> Baseball bats, you know, Bill Frankenstein. You know, little, like, 1940s pistols, you know? <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> and even though, like, more and more of these similar attacks kept on happening... None of the like purported victims were able to really provide like a super clear description. The prowler, a lot of times, it was like you know a shadowy figure or you know somebody dressed in all black and and that kind of thing. What's interesting too that I forgot to mention was the victim, uh, the lady that you know just instantly went and smelled the rag. Mm-hmm. She basically kind of in her mind sort of hypothesized that you know the family dog was inside, and so maybe that rag or cloth had been left to try to knock the dog out Mm, mm -hmm. so that, you know, because that's generally where the dog would sleep, you know, Mm. just right outside the door, kind of like my outdoor cats. And uh, that was just kind of like her theory is like, oh, well, maybe he or she tried to knock this dog out so that it wouldn't bark and he could kind of get into the house unnoticed. I completely forgot to mention this too, dude, and I can't believe it. Because this is so dungeon, well, it's just so crazy. Not only did they find this cloth, but they also found this, like, what they described as, like, a, quote, well-used. I just take that to mean, like, scratched up, scuffed up, old skeleton key. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which was found, like, on the sidewalk adjacent to this porch, along with a large, almost empty, uh, like, a metal lipstick tube. Yeah, I read this stuff, too, and... I don't know. I mean, it's it's one of those things that could go 50-50. Like, maybe it had something to do with it. Maybe maybe this the mad gasser was in a rush and, like, dropped it. Or maybe it had nothing to do with it yeah. at all. That, that's mm-hmm. kind of the frustrating part about this whole deal is it's so sort of, it's just left up in the air, you know. Mm-hmm. For those of you that, when you think skeleton key, just immediately think of like the Goonies. A, a, an actual skeleton key is is basically just a ma- like a master mm-hmm. key right. that a lot of well, I say landlords and stuff. Th- these are more typical, I guess. Whenever you're thinking of like an apartment or something, or like a condominium, uh, you know, like a skyrise condominium or something, so that the landowner or the landlord can kind of come in if they need to 
Mm -hmm. without having to wait for the renter or tenant to be there so that they can get in and fix whatever they need to do. <clears throat> I guess my, some of these old builders used to do that too. Yeah, yeah. My, my dad used to live in a plantation-type house mm -hmm. in Elberton, Georgia, and it was, I guess it was maybe, no, it was earlier than that, but it had a a few skeleton keys laying around that would open every door. And Yeah, that stuff know. is so cool, man. Yeah, it's awesome. And also scary. A little bit. Because, like, I mean, honestly, if you came home and, you know, you just, you left game night. You already had to change the tower on the side of the road at like two in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then you come home and there's a strange rag sitting outside of your front door where, you know, you don't have a dog, but where the dog would have been sleeping. And then you find this like skeleton key laying in the grass and you're like, hmm, this is weird. And mm -hmm. you check it on your door and it works. Freaked out, man. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's weird. That's pretty weird. I mean, the first thing that I did when we bought our house, because it was built in the 80s, was literally the day, like, sign the papers, see you later, hon, drive to the house and start changing out all the locks. Because I didn't want some, like, yeah. mad gasser coming in in my house. Not in my house. While I'm trying to sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about sweet-smelling gas. Mm-hmm. Smells like cheap perfume. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's kind of the gist. There are a bunch of other, hardly any details, but a bunch of like sort of accounts that people were reporting at that during that two-week period. Mm -hmm. You ready to start talking about explanations? Yeah, stuff I'm ready. And theories. Mm -hmm. Okay. We got to get something out of the way though first, man. And it's not the commercial break. After these little bits. <laughs> We got it, and I know, like, as soon as I say it, you're gonna be like, yeah, but just hold up. You gotta stick with me. Is it about okay. old Farley? Chris Farley? Farley Llewellyn. No. Oh, do you not have this? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I do have that name written down, but I knew that you were gonna be the one that, like, dove into it somehow. Mm. I mean, just that's how, you know, man, know, we're like see. working on this op, you know? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Just like I knew, I know, it's just like a given thing. You're going to interrupt me when I'm talking about something important <laughs> just to give some extra details that, yes, they are appointment, important, but I was also important. probably going to get to. Mm -hmm. I mispronounce words all the time. Okay, we got to talk about the number one thing that people think this is or have said it was a case of is mass hysteria. Oh, now, Jesus. before, now hold on, man. Now, before <laughs> I knew I'm that kidding. was going to be your reaction, I'm I had kidding. to give like a little bit of a thing here. We got to talk about it though. Yeah, and and truthfully, I'm actually honestly, man, it's it's actually like just as intriguing to me. Yeah, as as um, just any phenomenon in general, right? Well, it's just as intriguing. Well, but let me define it first. Okay, yeah, get in. Okay, so for those of you that never have heard of it or whatever, picked up a mass book. You know, hey man, <laughs> just so mass hysteria in sociology and psychology is a phenomenon that transmits collective illusions of threats, whether real or imaginary, through a population in society as a result of rumors and fear. Mm -hmm. Another interesting, similar thing is, is what's called mass psychogenic illness. And mass psychogenic, mass psychogenic illness, or MPI, it also has some other names like mass uh, sociogenic illness, mm. mass psychogenic disorder, epidemic hysteria, mass hysteria, okay? It's involves the spread of illness symptoms through a population where there's no infectious agent responsible for contagion. It is the rapid spread of these illness signs and symptoms that affect a members of a cohesive group originating from a nervous system disturbance involving excitation, loss, or alteration of function 
whereby physical complaints that are exhibited unconsciously have no corresponding organic etiology. Now, that's incredibly interesting to me because there are actual cases in history. And truly, man, when I started diving into that, because I, I wanted to give, again, some context of what mass hysteria is and whether or not we think that all or any of the mad gasser has anything to do with that. As I started to dive into mass hysteria, I thought, holy cow, man, we're going to have to do an episode on it because yeah. there are some insane examples. I'll give you just one just to kind of wet your whistle a little bit. Weird phrase. Very. But my mom used to use it all the time, so I'm just <laughs> used to you. That's even weirder. Okay. That's neither here nor there. Um, back to uh, wetting that whistle. Um this is like 1700s, dude. Mm -hmm. There's a nun, I, I want to say like a German nun in this convent. And all of a sudden, she began to meow like a cat. What? Instead of answering questions. And then that spread throughout the entire convent. And then other convents began to do it. Now, there are a couple of these cases where I read it and I'm like, those ladies were messing with you. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. But the best example just to kind of show like, oh, okay, there's um, an example of sort of just like one hysteria would be the Salem witch trials, right? Everybody's like, oh, my God, there's these magic, you know, blah, 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 mm -hmm. kill her. You know, like everybody kind of gets on board with this idea together to kind of think that somebody's evil and all this kind of stuff. So there's that side of it. But then there's like these weird examples of this sort of illness symptoms that occur where all of a sudden people will complain about these symptoms that just disappear mm -hmm. and have no like organic, like if there's blood tests or all these things that they do, it's just very strange, man. But anyway, that's the definition of mass hysteria and often what is used to explain away the mad gasser of Mattoon. Mm -hmm. Right. I got to say, um, you know, as the person who typically hates, you know, that explanation. I will say that with this particular case, I kind of see, I kind of mm. see some, some merit in it because, you know, number one, all these men are off at war. A lot of ladies in the area, a lot of, it, it's a very sort of like silent, you know, stealthy kind of thing. It's like gas. Uh, we're just starting to hear, but we don't know, you know, we're kind of ignorant to the fact of like chemical warfare and like mm -hmm. this thing. So it's like, I don't know if it's, I don't know that I would lean into it being like, you know, this sort of like super heavy, like, like everything that you were saying, like be, anything that goes beyond like a psychosomatic or mm -hmm. almost like placebo effect. I feel like, mm -hmm. I feel like with this, that could very well be like a strong possibility yeah. you know because it's 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 very like vague and ambiguous it's like do i smell something mm -hmm. like sweet oh my gosh like do i feel weird like it's yeah right you know it's easy to kind of do well we joke about this the other night when we were together with you know our wives and everybody were hanging out like you and i both i mean this happened all the time when we were on tour because like mm -hmm. you know when you're on tour, you're a musician, especially me at the time. Like, I was the lead singer. And so, any t like getting sick mm -hmm. and having like a sore throat or, you know, any kind of upper respiratory anything yeah. was just drastic, right? And so, yeah. we try to stay healthy as much as possible. Did we, though? Uh, well, I'm saying like we took our vitamins. We might have washed it down with a cold beer, but we still took the vitamin. But like, 
you know, it was it was it was detrimental, right? Because yeah. that was that was my voice was the instrument that I used mm-hmm. to make money, right? And so, like, anytime we'd be like, "Oh man, <clears throat> I think I got like a, I think I got a little like tickle in my, th- I got a Jesus, that's what you weird. say? I, I got like a little tickle in my throat. Like, I think I'm, <clears throat> I think I'm getting sick. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you or I saying that would be like, man, I don't feel so, oh man, I don't feel so good either, man. Yep, exactly. You know? And so I see what you're saying. And yes, I think that my ultimate theory, real quick, if we're just going, if we're just diving Dive straight in, into it, in there. is this. I think it is a culmination of a lot of different things happening at yep. once. Number one, Me too. do I think there is some weirdo standing outside of windows? Absolutely. Yep, same. Uh, do I think that other people may have just, thought they saw a shadow or maybe smelled something coming off of one of the chemical plants that was nearby and then thought, oh my gosh, I feel weird too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do I think that it was all sort of um, amplified by the fact that so many of those uh, ladies were home, you know, working and taking care of the kids and stuff while the soldiers were away Mm -hmm. and ultimately kind of in a scary situation yeah, um, right. or, or just left sort of like exposed in terms of, uh, you know, their safety and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and, but, and by one the way. One of the things that I, well, one of the, hold on real quick before you interrupt me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that kind of got on my nerves about mass hysteria truly, and I mean, it's, I guess, statistics or whatever, but and this kind of made me think of when you started talking about like the local police and stuff. So mass hysteria most commonly, quote unquote, occurs in women. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, like, well, see, here we go. This is the local sheriff being like, they're just know, emotional. These, these, you know, they're just emotion. That's their hormones. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and just kind of like explaining it away as just like, oh, they're just, they're just all hysterical. They're just thinking there's somebody out there. There's nobody out there. Yeah, you know. And I just have, I don't, I have a problem with that. Yeah, I, I, I feel like if Columbo was on the case. Here we go. We would have found him. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and what Woody's talking about, and I, I sort of alluded to earlier, is, you know, we had this this flap of around two dozen, maybe a little more, cases or, or the flap itself. Granted, yes, I'm sure some of these were sort of a psychosomatic-led situation, but I do think there were there's some real aspects to this. But, um, you know, after this two weeks... Apparently, I guess the sheriff just sort of took it upon himself to say, okay, well, I'm kind of tired of hearing about these cases. And again, I think it was a little a little bit of a jab to just the police department general, to their pride maybe a little. Because mm. it was like, oh, look at all this crazy stuff going on. And the police, you know, are nowhere near closer to figuring out what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he just puts out a public announcement that says, I'm going to arrest the next person that, that, uh, unless there's evidence, I'm, I'm going to arrest the next person who, you know, makes this false claim of, of a mad gasser. Oh, and then also another aspect of that is just before he made that statement, there was another deal where they had come out and said, oh, well, we did all the research to this local chemical plant. And if the wind's blowing in a certain direction, which it would have been on this day, then, that's the smell that everybody was smelling. Right. And then you come to find out later that when the people from the factory kind of come out and they're like, no, the police never came and did any sort of testing or, or asked any questions, then the, the sheriff was like, okay, well, just shut it down. Like, 
we're not talking about it anymore. Hmm. Kind of shady, really. Yeah, man. I was going to say, like, it maybe sucks. it's because I watched too many, like, scary, like, was somebody, was it a copper? Yeah, you know. Was the know. man gasser in the police force? Well, to me, it's it's so difficult not to bring up a, another sort of case that's very close in the similarities, but I think we're going to do it next week. So, mm. yeah, don't do it. Got to hold back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I do, th- there are like a lot of different, I don't know, there's, there's just that element of like, like a little bit of like steampunk, a little bit of the, Mm-hmm. Maybe like Sonora Aero Club or like the some of the airship guys that would come out and they'd have like these black like wetsuits on almost. Mm-hmm. There well, is- and you and I talked about it. It's almost like this is like if you can imagine a group of dudes in the you know in the Aero Club or like that steampunk sort of era that are just like super interested in in science and technology and right, just like yeah. inventions. And then there's the one guy that's a little bit yeah. evil. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, perfect perfect sort of reference material for like you said man for like a bad guy yeah in that early dc comics era man i mean yeah. it's just like it's perfect yeah i mean i i wonder if um i would be curious to know if which we'll do we'll do some cursory Dagen. research to see if like the golden age sandman character came out before or after yeah this case well and you know another thing that's interesting about this flap is that you know nothing was ever stolen nobody was ever right. uh, uh, physically harmed other than the symptoms that they had from the gas mm-hmm. right and so it's like a weird like what's going on here is this someone just experimenting on these people mm-hmm. you know or even even like a and I don't mean to cut you off there but like even if it's like a a sort of a social experiment even mm-hmm. and say you have a guy who is an asshole who is like a, sort of a more villainous type character, mm-hmm. you know, what better way to do a social experiment than on the majority of people in the town are just women and their husbands are gone. So you're not, you're not, you're, you wouldn't face the consequences like you typically would. Yeah. You know, if, you know, the man of the house was at, at home or whatever. Right. Yep. Absolutely. And I mean, that's what I mean by like, it's just a combination of a lot of things. I mean, even, I would wager to say, like, even the police force is probably understaffed, you know? Oh, I mean, yeah. all you've got left are, like... Um, older. Kind of like the older guys, yeah. man, that, you know, they're just like, my goodness, you know, these ladies just won't hush up. Yeah. And I don't know, man, it had to be uh, it had to be scary for these people, for sure. Oh, yeah. I have a... Well, let, let's let's kind of lay it out there before I, I toss this into the to the gumbo. But uh, what what do you think? What do you, like, what do you think it is? Yeah, man. I mean, I think, I don't know, I think it's like a combo. I think there was, there's to me, there was definitely somebody there. That sort of story doesn't exactly like line up. It's just like, well, one lady imagined there being a prowler, and then her husband imagined there being a prowler, and then the whole town imagined there being a prowler. Right. There's something going on. There's somebody there. Well, and the husband and would like chase the guy. Chase him, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, old guy just got off his shift at the cab company. Mm-hmm. He's not jumping out of his car chasing somebody, you know. And I did find a, I think this is a picture of him, and he definitely doesn't want to chase anybody, <laughs> this poor guy. You know. I he, haven't he, seen him, though. So. He wants, like, a hot bowl of cream of wheat and yeah. just, like, kick his feet up or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, man, I don't know. I think that, I think there's probably some industrial pollution that, that contributed to some of this. Mm-hmm. I think that... Um, 
Well, there, there was like a factory that was nearby. Yeah. So. Yeah, a bunch of, you know, a bunch of those factories and stuff that were nearby that, that these folks worked at even mm-hmm. that I think could have contributed to, you know, some of the, some of the physical um, symptoms maybe mm-hmm. in mass. But I think people seeing some dude running around, I mean, one even reported it of it sort of looking like a thin a tall, thin woman that was dressed like a Yeah. Man, which is super interesting. That was really, fa- I, I'm glad you brought that up because I totally forgot about that. But that was a, there's something about that. And again, it goes back to our love and terror of uh, like the Harlequin and mm-hmm. it's that like androgynous thing. And it was such, it was such a weird sort of like. Sheesh, man, I didn't even think about the Harlequin, dude. Yeah. This is, is this the, uh, the Harlequin, the Harlequin's like one of its appearances? I mean, maybe. Well, I mean, what's, uh, again, the, the case that we'll probably talk about next week leans even harder into that. But yeah, it's like that androgynous, like, oh, and then, then they found like, so they found like a tube of lipstick, right? Mm -hmm. There was the the handkerchief that was left, the skeleton key. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other stuff too, like little, like small little holes cut into the screens of the windows. Mm-hmm. Which to me, it's like that's kind of even scarier. Is it is it like less of like some kind of gun that does it? Right. Which I don't know why that's like in my head. I just that's what I thought. Well, I mean, like think about it, dude. How, what are they just all imagining those screen holes? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, too, is, and I forgot to bring this up when we were basically trashing the police department, but uh, <laughs> they also said, oh, well, more than likely the women are just smelling fingernail polish that's, that's they left the lid off. Oh, man, just just <laughs> awesome detective work, man. Yeah, pretty, pretty awesome. I will say from, like, the factories and stuff, I mean, it's kind of like what Woody was saying in the very beginning of the episode is, you know, these are you know, factories, plants mm-hmm. that kind of keep these towns afloat, you know? So, right. you know, I mean, and I'm sure all of us know of towns like in our area that, you know... Um, have a certain smell. Well, they have a smell, but that, but it's like, you know, 80% of the, the population of the town works at this mill. So it's like, uh, I mean, some of the symptoms, literally paralysis, uh, spitting mm-hmm. up blood, vomiting, lightheadedness, nausea... I mean, these are all things that, like, had never, ever been reported right. by any of the employees at these, these you know, plants and stuff. So it's sort of like, I don't know, I kind of feel like that's even an easy way, easy thing to sort of write off to. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. doesn't quite I mean, add up. The more I think about it, kind of the more angry I get, man. It's like yeah. these ladies weren't doing, like, okay, if this happened nowadays and it was just like a bunch of Instagram posts or something, mm-hmm. okay, people want attention. Right. This is... Like the 1940s, man, like they weren't doing it for fame. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. It just kind of makes me mad that it was just like, it must be mass hysteria. Yeah. Well, well, but I, but I will say that, like, to me, the mass hysteria aspect, like, could have more merit than any of these other silly sort of, you know, explanations. I mean, I I feel like I, I can buy into it causing, heightened anxiety like fear yeah and fear in the community and sort of like anything and everything sort of being like huh, i think i saw something right you know exactly. I, I get that mm-hmm. so yeah i mean me but no matter what i think it always comes down to like the very first few cases at least 
Somebody was there. They were doing something. Right. Yeah. And that's just weird. Yeah. So I am going to throw something in the pot. Um, Let's hear it. That was pretty cool. So this was in a book called The Mad Gaster of Mattoon, Dispelling the Hysteria that came out in 2003 by a high school chemistry and physics teacher from Jacksonville uh, mm. named Scott Maruna. Did you look mm-hmm. up any of this stuff? Yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw this guy, but like I said, I felt like, I mean, I bet Tyler's going to go into this. So kind like, of cool. And yeah. and I mean, there is a part of me that, that I don't know, I, I'm, I'm sort of indifferent on this because I think that uh, I I don't necessarily think that it takes away from like the sort of the spooky kind of mysterious you know character uh, of the Mad Gasser. Uh, I think it kind of may play even more into his sort of origins. Maybe um, mm. apparently this chemistry teacher had done a ton of research. He just like you know going through all the microfiche in the library and old news headlines and stuff. And I guess he had, he had found, uh, there was a character in the town who was, he was kind of known as a town genius. Uh, and they said he could be found with his nose buried in books. This guy's name was Farley Llewellyn. Farley kept a secret lab in the town. He drank way too much. He was pretty much kind of a shut in. He was known for experimenting with various chemicals. Apparently he even, there was even like, it was, I mean, it was like even in the papers where once there was an explosion in his lab that quote unquote had rocked the neighborhood. Jeez. And I guess like this was, I think this was like years later where they found that a lot of the stuff that he was messing with, um, more importantly, uh, a chemical called carbon uh, tetrachloride or trichloroethylene, uh, both are kind of known to have sort of sweet kind of smells. They both are known for like nausea and, you know, not necessarily like spitting up blood or any of that, but like sort of the lightheadedness and, you know, that kind of thing. But I just thought it was really interesting. Yeah, um, I mean, to me, that's like... It's kind of right off. Yeah, I mean, not only does that, like, just listening to that sound exactly like the ultimate origin story for a villain. In a exactly. Comic. But like, you know, like this tinkering sort of kind of outcast, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like Lex Luthor in a way. Right. Yeah. Um, but I imagine more just like kind of like squirrely looking dude mm-hmm. who at the end of the day, maybe he just wanted, you know, wanted to watch the world it, burn. Well, that and, or just kind of experiment with these People that he didn't really care for because right. they didn't care for him. So he's like, well, man, I wonder if this would like knock him out. Maybe I can sell this to the government or, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I mean, does it ever like whatever happened to this guy or does anybody? No. I, and it, it sucks. Hard to because, find. Well, yeah, it's it's pretty hard to find. I mean, I've only found like little things on this Farley Llewellyn character. But one thing that I didn't find but I think is an interesting thing to note is I don't know. Well, it says that he drank too much. He was kind of a shut-in. Well, maybe he spontaneously combusted. Maybe he did. Uh, no, but but I think it's important to note that he wasn't off at war. Mm. So, like, he drank too much, which means I guess he would have been of legal age, so he wasn't, like, too young. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what? What? you know what I mean? It's like, what does that yeah. mean? Why didn't, he, uh, why didn't he go? Yeah. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe he had some sort of... Um, 
injury or mm. you know something yeah weird man yeah he, he was mean, he was kind of an outcast you're you're right about that yeah and i mean that to me kind of gives motive and it kind of it almost like really makes the most sense because if he's truly just sort of like a quote-unquote mad scientist mm-hmm. he doesn't really have the motive to like rob or hurt these people right Right, and that's why like none of the victims were really like like I said, other than the symptoms that they had from the gas mm-hmm. hurt in any way, or nothing was taken from them. Right. Well, and mm. well, and too, I think you know what we were talking about earlier with with like, well, maybe this was almost like a social experiment. You know, the, all mm. the men are away at war, so let's do it on the women. Like you have a guy who's kind of looked down on in the neighborhood. He's thought of as like a weirdo. You can you know find his his nose buried in books. So he's he's apparently, I would imagine, pretty intelligent, pretty mm-hmm. studied, if you will. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, it really does help sort of concrete that like mad genius, you know, villain mm-hmm. character. Yeah, man. I mean, when I first read about this, the coincidence of this escaped German prisoner of war that was in a prisoner camp in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. I thought, man, you know, I mean, this town is, you know, it's a railway sort of junction. Yeah. What if he ended up here and was just like such an evil dude and and maybe worked with Hitler's gases and stuff and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's initially what I thought, but apparently like, no, he was captured and I mean, returned back and all that, but well, but man. but But also, I mean... I think there's still the the possibility too. Uh, I mean, it was at the height of the war around this time. There were like, you know, there were these cases of like domestic terrorism with these like where they would send these like fire bombs like throughout the Midwest. Whoa! Where they're like these these balloons that would basically land and explode, and then they would set large swaths of land on fire. So I mean, I I think I think maybe we shouldn't totally write that off either. You know, I mean, yeah. maybe it was these little, yeah, but I don't know. But then again, it goes back to the, nobody was ever really hurt or attacked or, right. you know, God forbid, like raped or anything, which right. would be your natural thought, you know, if you had a you have a character who has this gas that can like knock people out and that kind of thing. Uh, but none of that stuff was ever Mm-mm. done, you know, or stolen, yeah. like you said. I mean, nothing nothing was ever, you know, uh, it could have been something small. Maybe they didn't right, notice right. it. But, I mean, it just didn't seem like that was the that was the purpose of, of doing this. I yeah. mean, if you think about it in terms of it being some sort of, you know, government experiment, you know, or, mm-hmm. um, God, I mean, I hate to do it, folks, but here we go. Time travel. There it is. <laughs> or maybe somebody from, uh, you know, another dimension or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of different explanations that you can kind of find online about who this potential character could have really been. It's just interesting to me, though, that after that time, sure, despite the threat from the local police force, I can't even call them a police force. That sounds That's too... Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the local police will call them because yeah. they just seem like a bunch of idiots, that it just didn't happen at all anymore. You know, I heard about and I found some different cases, like there are some robberies or something in Florida, I think, where gas was used to knock out the victims. I don't remember if they were killed or not, but it's just interesting that it just kind of disappeared. And so when something yeah. just kind of disappears like that, well... 
I kind of think, oh man, maybe they're not from here. By mm. that I mean time, space, yeah. or dimension. Yeah, I love it. Did you ever think you would ever hear that coming out of my mouth? Uh, well, you you, <laughs> you have for you have always loved like the time travel. That's my favorite Love thing. Ever. Everybody knows that now, yeah. though. I mean, I love I love it too. To me, it's like I'm probably equally interested, but like turn it a little to like dimension, mm-hmm. like dimensional travel, yeah. uh, which is I like that just as much. Kind now. of the same, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that about does it. I mean, again, there's a lot of meat on the bone while also not having a ton. So, you know, we urge you guys to go get out there and do some more research. Look it up. Yeah, and if you do find your theories, man. Yeah. If you find anything new that we didn't talk about or we didn't, you know, we weren't able to kind of run across like, hey, the more the merrier. We'd love to hear it. Mm-hmm. And this week I'm definitely, there's a lot of like cool sort of quote unquote visual aids that kind of coincide with this. I found this awesome resource um, using the Wayback Machine mm. that has copies of the newspaper headlines, yeah. lists of like the locations um, of the attacks and the victims and stuff and their symptoms and just like a map of Mattoon from 1940. So mm. a lot of cool stuff to kind of like look at as you are kind of coming up with your own theories about who this mad gasser was. You know, was it just some mad scientist who was kind of ostracized from the town and in his drunken stupor decided why not just like knock some of these people out for fun well and one thing that i just thought about is you know just sort of natural progression of thought here is like i wonder if this character this farley llewellyn character was like what i wonder what happened with him when you had these mobs of angry townsfolk sort of being vigilantes I wonder if, I mean, heck, maybe this dude was taken out, and that's why you never heard anything else about it. Man, no kidding. I mean, you know, it's like... Maybe the, yeah, maybe the citizens took law into their own hands, Yeah, took this dude out. The police damn sure would never figure that no. out. But also, well, but if the police chief is the one who comes out and says, hey, I'm going to arrest anybody who brings this up, that basically shuts it down. So if something did happen and that maybe they allowed it, Ah. just so they never had to hear anything about it. Hey, if you talk about it again, we're going to arrest you. Then that just shuts it down completely. Man, that's a good theory. I like that. That makes sense. Yeah. Now we have a motive, Columbo. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ma'am, just (laughs) one more thing. (laughs) I'm going to get in here today. I'm going to watch an episode today because I've never seen a full episode. Well, I mean, I you know. Now you're backtracking. No, no, no. I'm not backtracking, dude. I have no joke if I'm like, man, I don't really have anything. No problem. Columbo. Then there's a couple movies that I act like, you know, that I treat the the same kind of way, and that is Roadhouse. Mm, Good Um, Mm -hmm. God, what is the other one me and Ann came up with the other day? I was like, oh, man, I watched that. Oh, Romancing the Stone. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, Bloodsport. Um Young Guns, I mean... Oh, by the way, uh, that movie, that Nobody movie, which I'm obsessed with. It's on HBO. It's on HBO. I know, man. got to watch it. We're going to watch it. Yeah, oh, it's we're so going to watch it. Oh, also, I, I do want to give a shout we're, out. Real so quick. excited to be here, folks, if you can't tell. <laughs> I got, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really am. Uh, I got to give a shout out to my buddy Isaac for sending me uh, some... Got, if you say watermelon Red Bull. No, 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 no. Um, these like electrolyte uh, vitamins from when I was like really sick, they actually really help so i gotta give a shout out to uh to my buddy isaac for that anything else you got anything else you can think of that we haven't talked about in two weeks well i mean yeah kind of i know that i i think 
did I? I think I complained about this on one of the episodes where I was kind of complaining about the book of Boba Fett. Uh, I still haven't seen it, so let's hold. Okay, on. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I've heard this but exact. There scene. are there are some things in the the series so far that are just like, ugh, what are they thinking? Mm. But I will tell you. So you know, Clay sent me uh, two out of the three of the the Bounty Hunter Wars books written in the '90s about Boba Fett. Mm. So the ones that he sent me were book two and book three. So I was like, man, I got to get book one. I don't want to just start in book two. Yeah. So I got book one, completely devoured it like in like a couple days. And it has made me want to watch the book of Boba Fett more. Like I feel like mm. having this extra information, I can kind of relate to like an older Boba Fett more than than I was previously. So anyway, yeah, just interesting. Well, I I kind of think, and I haven't seen it, so I could be way off, but I do feel, I do feel like it's a little unfair because we started out with the Mandalorian, Baby mm-hmm. Yoda. I'm, I refuse to say his real name because it's the stupidest name ever. But you know, it it kind of sucks because it was so good and so great, and then the follow up is about. Boba Fett, which, I mean, we all love Boba Fett, mm. but I think there's probably just like a subconscious level of like, oh, well, it's going to be kind of like the Mandalorian. And I've heard that it's, that it's not, so. No, and like the problem I have with it, truthfully, man, is when I was reading this book, I was like thinking to myself, they already have the source material, man. Right. Like if they would have done it just like this, I feel like it would have been an incredible story. And maybe there are elements that kind of were similar. So I'm thinking, well, maybe they're going in that direction. Mm. It's just, for me, <clears throat> it's kind of hard to wrap my head around, like, Boba Fett, this, the most feared and most bad A mm-hmm. bounty hunter in the universe, basically. Right. Kind of just being like, that guy. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, there's some really cool stuff, though. I mean, and just like anything Star Wars, I'm going to watch it. I mean, you know? Yeah. I did finish uh, Hawkeye. Loved it. Yeah, I haven't finished it yet, man, it's but awesome. I love it so far. Uh, if you like it now, just wait. It, you're really going to like it by the cool. end. And I think we talked about the Wheel of Time, right? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. man, so good. Amazing. Well, dude, let's get out of here. Yeah. I'm still feeling a little a little peaked, so... <laughs> my grandma and grandpa. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. All right, man. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening. Also, if I say it out loud, that means we have to do it. We're going to be updating the merch store mm-hmm. within the next like two weeks. What I mean by that is some of the stuff that you can get now will no longer be available. And we're going to have some new designs in there mm-hmm. within the next two weeks. Yeah. So, Make sure that you visit our link in our link tree that is on our Instagram page. Mm-hmm. You can find us at that would be rad. That's our Instagram handle. And for those of you that have sent in your stories that we're going to be featuring soon, thank you so much, Tyler. Yeah. Where and how can people send us their stories, their theories, stuff that they've experienced? Well, come one, come all. We love that stuff. If you have a voice memo or a longer form, you know story essay novel send it on in uh you can send it to that would be rad pod at gmail.com and yeah buy merch buy us a coffee send us your stories and uh i guess that's about it you got anything else that's it man okay pal well <laughs> we love you we appreciate you and as always be rad that's the way it goes.
swept through his body and he began to vomit violently (laughs) 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 Uh, 